Episode 19, Truly Yours Podcast. I'm back, baby. Sorry for the delay. Shit been hectic at work, man. And in my free time, you know. But we back, episode 19. Boy, you hit me, baby, girl. I was doing what I'm doing. Every time you hit me, I'll be on what you want. You don't even want to get me out of bed in the morning. For what you want, no. You dealing with that drama on this side. Yeah. This is Vori. He signed a uh, Dream Chasers, Meek Mill label. Yeah. Alright, that's all y'all get, man. Episode 19, what's going on, people? I appreciate all my niggas that's tuning in. I really do appreciate it, but I got a lot to discuss. Well, not a lot. Only two topics. Don't look up and power. Don't look up was fucking brilliant. I don't care about the bad reviews. Um, I've seen a lot of bad reviews from like the, the major Hollywood writers saying how it's not subtle enough. And Adam McKay, the person who wrote and directed it... Um, He's angry and he wanted to voice his frustrations through the movie and all this type of shit. But that's fine. Like, that's what you're supposed to do as a writer. You got some shit on your mind. You feel me? And you feel like like your point is not being heard. Let your anger out, my nigga. And he did a, a brilliant job. He used the perfect actor because Leo was body in that role. Especially that monologue towards the end. Like, when he just got fed up with all these people playing... Politic games and downplaying the the seriousness of it. My son Leo fucking snapped, and that shit was brilliant, bro. But if you haven't seen it, don't look up. Don't look up is about. Um, it's a movie where there's a comet headed for Earth, and the people, the scientists that finds it, that discovers the comet. It's called the Dibiaski comet. They tell elected officials, the president, and they were just like, hmm, well, we'll deal with it if it's beneficial type shit. And I feel like that's exactly what would happen if that shit happened in real life, bro. Like Joe Biden, Trump, whoever you think of, whatever president, I'm not blue, I'm not red, whatever that shit, I don't care, bro. Whatever president we have... Let's say it was an extinct, extinct level event happening about the uh, crash Earth. The president, he wouldn't give a fuck, bro. He didn't give a fuck to the extent of him getting him and his family and like uh, big politicians out, just like they did in the movie at the end. But as far as the general population, man, listen, he don't give a fuck. As long as. As long as that shit is not affecting his his uh his votes, he, he will ignore that shit. Just like they did in the, uh, in the movie. But um, Meryl Streep did, did a great job, too. She pissed me off that entire movie. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, she did a, a great job, too. Uh, Jonah Hill. I read... It's, it's crazy because I read the script to Don't Look Up. And the script was immaculate. That shit was fire. So I, I hurried to watch the movie, and Jonah Hill freestyled a lot. Like when they was, he came to bring them snacks and shit in the script. 
He just handed him the, the chips and the water. But in the movie, he threw that shit on the floor. <laughs> he threw he threw the fucking snacks on the floor and had them pick it up. That shit was crazy. So you can tell like what was freestyled and what was in the script. But yeah, Jonah Hill, he bodied that role too. But Leonardo DiCaprio, I wouldn't be surprised if he won another Oscar for that joint. Cause he he really bodied that shit, man. But um, fuck the reviews. The uh, the reviews is my review is that joint is fire. Best movie I've seen in a while. Um, I still need to see the Spider Man No No Way Home joint, uh, or whatever the fuck it's called. But I need to still need to see that joint. But don't look up. I suggest all of my my niggas that's listening, y'all go watch that joint, bro. That shit is. Um, my boy Sean P said it's scary, but I didn't find it that scary really, um, because it's satire. It's, it's all, it's comedy. Now, if it was like a, you know, like the 2012 movie that came out a long time ago about the Earth ending, that was that was a little scary because you like, no, that shit could really happen type shit, and there's not really much we can do. But this journey was fire, bro, and I like the fact that they didn't stop it. You know how at the end of the movie. When the big the big bad thing is coming, the the hero eventually stops it. You know they they conquer it, but this shit <laughs> they failed, and they failed because the lack of urgency due to the fucking the president and the lobbyist that was the Peter Ishwell niggas. I guess he was supposed to be like a uh, not Steve Jobs, but like a um, Tim Cook, uh, the son from Facebook Zuckerberg. And Elon Musk, he was supposed to be like them all, all, all rolled in one. And I read somewhere that his his character was written to avoid contact. And then I watched it again, and I, I did realize that shit. He, he avoided eye contact at all times. And I guess that means, like, he's just an ancient person. He's full of shit. So, yeah. Watch Don't Look Up. That joint was heat. Let me know. Uh, hit me on Twitter or whenever. And let me know how y'all, how y'all like that joint. Now, what we're here for is power. Fam. That last episode was elite. I knew Reek was getting out. Um, the other the other characters on the show is not... They're not compelling enough for Reek to be in jail for too long. Unless the, the, the jail storylines is pretty good. But it's already too much shit going on outside of jail for them to have Reek inside jail for too long. So, I, I knew he wasn't going to be in there too long. Um... I'm starting to like McLean because that nigga, he, he about his business. He about his bread and he's about winning cases. You feel me? That nigga don't lose. He may ask for a lot of bread. Like Monet came to him on some, some backdoor shit, gave him 250 bands. And I was like, damn, that's mad bread. That nigga said double it. That's what, that's something, that, that's what he about. He about his bread. So I fuck with McLean. Um, and I like McLean because he cursed Sack's bitch ass out. Sack's. Uh, don't like Reek. I mean, he shouldn't like Reek. His father made him, made his life a living hell, and <laughs> and Sax know that Reek killed his father. So, I mean, I wouldn't like him either. But we still don't like Sax. Sax he he's still an op to us, and that's another thing. We all hated Reek and the original power. We hated that young nigga cuz he was always doing some dumb selfish shit. He couldn't see outside of himself. He was listening to Kanan and Kanan was out from jump. So we all hated Reek. But this joint, we all rooting for him. And that's just that's big shout outs to uh Courtney Kemp and 50 
because he's bodying that, and him too, because he's bodying that anti-hero role. Like, he's really bodying that joint. Um, Drew, um, he kind of surprised me because I didn't think he would want to lead and like be in the drug game seriously, even though he has been this whole time. But I feel like it was Monet forcing him to be like Diana, too. But even Diana was like asking for more responsibility type shit. But Drew always been like laid back. I'm not really I'm not really beat. I don't really care about that shit for real. But when Lorenzo came home and appointed Drew to be his right hand man, Drew ain't really shoot it down. Like he was like he doing research on niggas and nigga Kino from the uh the BSK. Like so he, he kinda leaned into it. That was surprising. Um Kane still being used like a fucking puppet. I hate that young nigga, man. Uh Kane is an idiot. He's being used by Mecca. He's being used by Monet. Now he's about to be used by Lorenzo. Like that man don't have a single original thought of his own, man. And when he do, when it is original, though, he do some dumbass shit, like kill a cop. And then, how you fuck, you kill a cop, you kill a professor, well, you shoot a professor, you agree to hide the shit and get rid of the body with Reek. And then you pin the shit on Reek, knowing Reek know everything that you did. That shit, the nigga Kane is dumb as hell, bro. Like he he do a bunch of dumbass shit, just like Kanan from be, from um, what's the, from the Kanan spinoff. He just like him, bro. He do mad dumb shit. He don't see it through, and that's what Lorenzo said at the end. Like that's why Drew is made for this shit because you don't see this shit through, bro. You make impulsive decisions. You do dumbass shit. You dig yourself a hole, dig yourself in a hole, and expect people to dig you out. And he absolutely right, bro. Kane be doing some dumbass shit, man. And at first, the nigga Mecca was like, um, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I, my business is only with you. But as soon as Monet sw- flipped the switch on that nigga, <laughs> Mecca hit Kane like, yo, I changed my mind. Let's meet with your pops. That nigga sick. That nigga Mecca called us. <laughs> he called my son Rizzo a jailbird. <laughs> <laughs> he called my son a jailbird. That nigga tight, boy. That nigga got his bitch took. <laughs> and she was never even his, bro. Like, they, I mean, they do have a kid together, but she, like, Monet never even mentioned this nigga before he popped up on the screen uh, saying that he's uh, Zeke's father and shit. But Monet don't give a fuck about that, man. It was just the prospect of leaving the, the the drug life and him being rich and able being able to take care of her children. But she ain't no spark there. You can tell Lorenzo really that nigga. My son Lorenzo came out. He mad charismatic. He threw a little party and shit. He putting all his people in position. They all love him. Opposed to Monet, all her, all her kids fucking... Hey, her guts, and she always mad. <laughs> like, I never, I haven't seen Monet smile since the first season. Like, not once, yo. So, yeah, man. Lorenzo coming home. That nigga, I, I fuck with Lorenzo. I fuck with Lorenzo. And Lorenzo, the only nigga that whooped Kane ass so far, too. <laughs> he, he the only one that put hands on him. So, 
I fuck with Renzo. And Renzo might know about uh, Zeke being Monet's son because he was like, when he, he seen him in the party, he was like, I don't think you understand how much my wife has done for you, nephew. Like, he put a little emphasis on nephew. So, I'm I'm going to keep talking about that until we do until we realize if he knew or not. But I think I think Renzo know. I fuck with Renzo. Um what else? And he knew Drew was gay too. He already knew Drew was gay. Like he didn't uh Monet called it a weakness. I mean, I guess it would be a weakness in the in a trap, you feel me, in in a drug game because them niggas going to exploit that shit, but um he already knew. Like he ain't have he ain't have a problem with it. He still want Drew to be the right hand man. And I fuck with Renzo, bro. I fuck with Renzo. Um Reek was in court. He realized nobody showed up for him. So he got out and he acted accordingly. He first he cut off the white boy Braden, cursed that nigga out finally. I love I love when that's my probably my favorite thing about TV, like movies and series, is when a character does some dumb shit and it, that deserve that for them to be cursed out. They deserve to be cursed out, and then they finally get cursed out. That's my favorite part, bro. Cause it just like, Brayden was doing so much stupid shit with Kane. Got my son set up. He should have got his ass whooped. If that was Kane, then he probably would have killed that white boy. But Reek, he, he let cooler heads prevail. He thought it through. Effie came through. Put some pussy on him. You know, gave him some a voice of reason. He brought Braden back just to you know just to use him. But I don't think he he ever gonna fuck with Braden again for real. I don't think it's like like Tommy and Ghost. You know, Tommy and Ghost, even though they was beefing the whole time, the the whole time you was like, man, they gonna patch this shit up eventually. You feel me? Even when uh, Tommy killed, um, Tommy killed fucking uh, Angela. Like, the whole time I'm watching, you're like, damn, that shit fucked up. But, yeah, they're going to piece it up eventually, you know, because they just been through too much. Like, over 30 years of them, like, killing niggas, (laughs) you feel me, almost getting killed together. So, that's a lot of history. But Reek and Brayden, nah, fam. I think Reek about to really use that nigga. (laughs) I think he going to find, like, either Effie going to be his right hand or he going to use... Braden until he really find a, a right hand. And he definitely about to use him for uh for Tate. And Tate, I think his show gonna be way better. The spinoff. I I feel like they put that shit on pause because the fifty definitely announced that Tate was gonna have his own show, his own his own spinoff. But then I haven't heard about it. I haven't heard about it since. And I think that's cause it wasn't really a, a lot of hype about it. But now that I'm seeing him more in this Power Book 2 joint, I would like to see a, a Tate spinoff. You feel me? Because he's he making shit happen behind the scenes. He got my son Reek out with through the uh, corrupt judge. You feel me? And he was like, he's a better professor than Milgram, bitch ass. And I ain't, I'm going to get to Milgram later. But um, I think he offer a better perspective on that ethics class. Because one, he is... I mean, yeah, but Professor... She be on some bullshit too, but but yeah, you know that nigga like tape personifies duality, kind of like Ghost did. Like Ghost was a street nigga, but he was smart as hell in the corporate corporate world. I think Tate is the same way. He's not as much as a, a street nigga as Ghost was, 
but he he know enough. You know, like he not green out there. Um, but yeah, I can see a show happening now, and I, and I would be interested in that joint. You know, um, Sax bitch ass got cursed out by by McLean because he kept trying to provoke Tariq, kept saying that he killed the nigga and all this type of shit, and McLean had to let him know, like, fam, we work for Tariq, bro. You working against him? Like, if you're not gonna work for for my man, then I might have to get you the fuck out of here. I liked that curse out too, cause he definitely deserved it, and I just like seeing Sax get cursed out. Um, what else I got on the docket, man? Kane, <laughs> Kane is still providing bars from the graveyard, man. That that's funny as hell, bro. Cause Fifty probably just be like behind the set, like, yeah, put me on right here. <laughs> Let me talk to this nigga right here. I can see Fifty just being behind the scenes. Like yeah, like, answer me right here. Let me let me talk to this nigga real quick. But um, yeah, Kane is still coming from the dead as a ghost, giving wisdom to uh, Reek. My son Reek said he got bullets for the whole Tejada family. But I think if Reek meet Lorenzo, I think they hit it off. I really do. I think they hit it off. I, you know, of course, Lorenzo would, you know, he had assume assume dominance and a, a power over Reek, but just cause of age and he don't know him. But I think they hit it off. I think it'll be similar to Kane and Mecca, even though Mecca got interior motives. But um, yeah. So he he said I got bullets for the whole Tahada family. But you know when he got home, um, cooler hair profile after speaking with Eddie Effie. Sorry, um, he broke up with fucking Lauren, her snitch ass, and now Lauren has a good segue into Professor Milgram. I cannot wait until she gets smoked. I cannot wait until she get burnt, yo. And I hope it's Monet that do it. Because Monet already told her. She already pointed the gun at her. So I I want to see Monet do it, yo. But I wouldn't be mad at Reek doing it too. Because she's doing way too much, bro. Like, she's really like... <laughs> she's doing... She's happy that my son Reek in jail. I mean, she should... I mean, I don't know. She should be happy because, you know, um, if she felt like Reek killed the professor, then it's justified in the snitching she doing. But that professor, fucking Jabari Reynolds, that nigga, he brought that on himself. He was doing way too much. He was trying to extort my son. Like, come on, fam. You got to go. Uh, Kane did it, and then Reek finished it off, but you had to go. Now, another professor is about to get smoked. Because she's doing too much. She got his girl wearing wires. She's volunteering help with the police, doing her own stings. Like, my nigga, you're doing way too much. You got to go. You got to go. I need to see her off before the third season. I need to see her. She get off, bro. It's, it might be it might be a, a stretch to do to get to kill two professors in one school and still and not have them shut the school down. You feel me? And I don't think the, the writers would go in that direction. Um, but you never know. You never know. Um, Diana going to Stansfield, too. So, yeah, they definitely wouldn't do it because Renzo came home like, yeah, you you need to be in the classrooms, in the boardrooms, not on the block. And that's that's facts. That's what Diana wanted to do the entire time. She wanted to go to be at school with Zeke, really with Reek, but... Yeah, I think that's going to happen. 
Um, it looked like Monet set her up to go to St. John's, but she was like, nah, fuck that. I want to go to Stansfield. Stansfield is the fake school in the power universe or whatever. Um, I did find it interesting that in the Reek and Braden argument, there wasn't any punches thrown. I feel like Reek, I mean, I feel like Reek should have whooped his ass. Because that nigga got him locked up on two murders now by being stupid. Like he said, it wasn't he wasn't being intentionally disloyal, but it was stupidly disloyal. And yeah, that is kind of worse because you don't know what you're doing. You feel me? That's a higher degree. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. And uh, yeah, I did find it interesting because Tommy... Brayton is Tommy, but not, the, not street enough to actually be a threat. You know, he's not an actual threat to Tariq. Like he was, like Tommy was the ghost. Tommy was trying to kill Ghost. <laughs> you feel me? Tommy was trying to kill Ghost. He killed this girl, like the love of his life. So, yeah, man. That that shit crazy. But um and I thought I did also find it interesting that Reek only told the truth to Effie. I mean, he told Brayden too, but I did find it interesting that he told the truth to Effie. I'm not sure if I, I if I trust Effie, I fuck with Effie as a character. Like I like when she's on the screen because she's always brings like a different energy or whatever. Like she's like aggressive, like she's a, a straight shooter. So I don't know if I can see her snitching, but I can see her holding over his head and where to where we gotta kill her type shit. Um Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for the power. Oh yeah, and then and then Kane starting to beef with your pops is retarded. It's idiotic, bro. Like <laughs> you beefing with everybody. That that's literally stupid as hell, bro. Like you beefing with Monet, you beefing with Tariq, you beefing with your pops, you beefing with the BSK niggas. Like, bro, you you gotta you gotta get it together, my nigga. But I I can see Kane dying in season three because he just dumb as hell, man. Um, yeah, that, that's enough of power. I can't wait to next week. The last episode was really impressive. Um, I joined was elite, so can't wait to next week. Can't wait to see where, where it's heading. Um, after my last pod, niggas was talking about how, uh, they think Reek going to get with, um, Diana. So Diana going to Stansfield, that, that might come true. I forgot who said it, but yeah, that might come true. Um, my fucking Sixers. We got to trade Ben Simmons. Embiid looking good. Six straight games with 30. Six straight wins. Um, we play the Rockets tonight. Um, I, I, we need to trade Ben Simmons, bro. Like, if you're not going to play, and that's what Maury wants. Maury wants him to come back and play for the Sixers. He don't necessarily want to trade him. He feel like we got enough here. Um, I don't because I still don't believe in Ben Simmons' fourth quarter. Like that nigga, he's a he's a monster of one through three, if he's aggressive. But most times he he's playing out of his mind one through three. He's playing hard as shit, playing defense. He's pushing the pace, and that's why we was the number one seed last year. Him and B, they was clicking. But if he's not gonna play for us, bro, I'm not trying to wait these four years, my nigga. Like like Maury said, Maury said it will take four years if he's not willing to play ball. So 
I'm not trying to wait. I know Embiid not trying to wait four years. So something got to happen. Um, I said we trade. They they saying that the Hawks, the Lakers, and the Cavaliers, and the Kings are interested in Ben Simmons. Um, from the Kings, I take Fox. I fuck with Son. That nigga's nice. He's crafty. I fuck with Son. Him and Embiid would that shit would be crazy. And put Maxi on the bench, or trade Ben with uh, Maxi. I mean, I like Maxi too, but Fox is nice. I feel like Fox is the lead. It's just that he's in Sacramento, so they're not really seeing it. But I think you put him on a team with Embiid, put him on a, a good contender team in Philly, and he play hard. Yeah, man. I, I think, <laughs> and you're forced to play hard in Philly. That's what I like about Philly, like my sixes in in our chances because the crowd gonna let you know if you playing hard or not. They they if you if you playing hard and you and you missing you missing good shots. Cool. That's cool. We still playing defense. That's cool. They're not going to boo you. But if you're not giving the effort, ask any player that played in Philly since Iverson. If you're not giving effort, my nigga, <laughs> they booing your ass. And that's probably why Ben don't want to come back. But Fox, I feel like he can he can live up to it, man. If he can play in Sacramento with no pressure for all this time, he's been a winner before Sacramento. Like He's been a winner in college and high school all his life, AAU. And then he started losing in Sacramento. That's not on him. That's on Sacramento that's been missing the playoffs for damn near two decades now. But, uh, yeah, I like Fox. I like Ingram. Ingram is OD, bro. I fuck with Ingram. OD. Ingram is nice as hell, man. I get Ingram, send them Ben. So we have a lineup of Maxi, Seth Curry, Ingram. We got to get rid of Tobias, too, but Tobias and Embiid. Um, but I like Matisse starting, too, because that nigga strapped the fuck up. So it'll probably be... Ugh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think we need to get rid of Tobias, yo, and get a real four. If we can get some bonus for Tobias, that would be lovely. That We, we, we going places. Because then we get a real four, man. We can get an official wing, because I feel like we're not going to get a wing because we got Tobias fucking pretending to be a wing. And he's ass, bro. He is ass, man. I mean, he's not ass, ass. Like, he's still averaging, like, 18 type shit. But that nigga's getting paid max. Bro. He's getting paid more than Embiid, bro. Like, we got to get rid of that, man. That contract is egregious. Um, They saying Halliburton from the Kings. I seen some high. I haven't seen a lot of... uh. I haven't seen a lot of film on him. Um, when we played him, he haven't done shit. But I seen some highlights, and that nigga, his form, it looks crazy. <laughs> I don't know how he get that shit off. He's shooting at a, a pretty good clip, but his form looks crazy. And people with like crazy forms, their 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 longevity is always in question because once they get slower, or once they they get in the wrong system. You can't really you can't really opt out of that shit. You don't have the creativity to to make up for that shit. Fox, he's crafty. He got handle, he's fast as shit. He got he he got bounce. You feel me? He's aggressive. You know, and he's a real point guard. Like Halliburton, he's a he's a two. Maxie's he's a two. Ben Simmons is a, a a point forward. You know, Fox would be the first guard we had in Philly that can score at all three levels since fucking Drew Holiday. 
Like, that's crazy, bro. Like, we are allergic to that shit. We should have got Jason Tatum in that draft, but we didn't. But, hey, I like SGA, too. Uh, Shea Gilders Alexander out in Oklahoma City. He's nice. Um, He's not shooting too good of a clip, but he's crafty as hell. I think him and Embiid, like, the same thing with Fox. I think get him and Embiid together, that would be tough. And he, I think he would be a better fit with with Maxie as opposed to... to uh, as opposed to uh, Fox. So Fox and Maxie, them, that's not really a good fit on the floor together. Um, I, 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 Maxie is like a, a combo guard. I don't know. Maybe he can do it. I don't know. He, he, is, he played at Kentucky. He played with other good players before. Maybe. I don't know. But I think now Maxie and SGA, that's a good-ass match. That's that's a good match because SJ can can really handle the rock like he he can be set up too like when he was playing with Chris Paul he he had he had his best career so yeah um, Lakers they've been rolling with Bron at center for some reason the Grizzlies got their number <laughs> uh, I, I, every time I watch the uh, Lakers and the Grizzlies play they kick their ass so I don't know what's going on um, but. Brom and Roland at center, they put that nigga at the five, and I think they won like five in a row type shit, maybe four. Uh, Malik Monk been hooping. I'm not sure if he can keep it up. He nice, though. Like, he been nice. I, I low-key wanted the Sixers to draft him in that draft with Markel Fultz. Um, but that nigga nice. Like, as as like as a pure basketball standpoint, he's like he got all the tools offensively. But can he put that shit together? I think if anybody can get him to do it, it will be Bron. So we're gonna see. Um, got if he can stay consistent, he might be in the running for most improved. Cause that nigga, he got it for real. And I, he got him on like on the vet minimum, some wild shit like that. So yeah, that's a good pickup. They picked up Stanley Johnson from off the street. Um, he's been giving them some good minutes, but none of them been really consistent in scoring. Bron hasn't been playing like. He been playing lights out, but if that if they don't if they're going to make it to the playoffs and sustain that that success, somebody's going to have to step up. Uh, Russ, that nigga man, Russ is Russ. He's going to give you what he give you. He's going to give you super stupid aggressiveness, passion, pace. He's going to get he's going to get you looks because he's definitely going to dish that rock. That's what Russ do. Now, he make a lot of risky plays. That's why he be having all them turnovers. But he gonna he gonna dish that rock. Um, AD got to come back and and playing like himself. I don't know what we what AD we were seeing before his injury, but he was looking like some shit. Um, I did not see an AD decline. <laughs> I did not. But I know Lakers fans they need to see AD back to AD when they want to chip or New Orleans. KD's calling him the best player in the world type shit. So. Yeah, that's what that's the eighty they gonna need, cause Bron at center, it's not, it's not using Bron. I mean, that's it's Bron, but that's not utilizing Bron to the best of his abilities, man. Um, yeah, that's enough for the Lakers. I don't fuck the Lakers. I just fuck with Bron. But um, we just passed the storming of the Capitol anniversary. <laughs> the crazy ass white folks, them crackers. Crack and stormed your capital and put their feet up on your desk. <laughs> Hope said that last year on what it feel like, like right after that shit happened. That shit was hilarious, man. These these white people ran up into the, the capital and caused hell. They put their feet up on the desk. They posing in front of pictures and shit. 
I heard they was looking for actual officials, but I don't know how true that was. Fucking Ashley Babbitt, I think that's her name. She got smoked. <laughs> they was wilding. I ain't mean to laugh at her getting smoked because that's fucked up. But they was, yo, they put her ass in a pack on Twitter when that shit happened, man. Oh, my God, bro. Black Twitter had a fucking field day when that shit happened. Then they released the footage. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, sad story, man. She went up there and got that ass smoke. But, um, yeah, man, I, I just had to come and talk to, talk to my niggas. It's been three weeks since the last pod. I'm going to try to come back next week after power again. Um, that's That seems to keep me interested in doing the pod so I can have somewhere to talk about power since I'm not on social media like that anymore. But, yeah, I'll be back next week, man. You already know. Truly Yours Podcast, your boy Ibski, I'm out.